Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart. Uh, This week, we have an episode that is in the vein of what my co-host Garrison Davis and I like to call Here's a Problem Goodbye Episodes. Uh, And the problem is that there has been a massive and, as far as I can tell, unprecedented wave of swatting incidents against public schools in multiple states over the last couple of weeks. Uh, And here with me to talk about that is the person who noticed it first, uh, anti-fascist researcher uh, and community uh, meeting note taker Molly Conjure. Molly, you are socialist dog mom on Twitter, uh, where you are a sensation with your delightful little pups, um, and also one of the best researchers that I know in the biz. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. So, uh, yeah, you want to start? <laughs> yeah. So this has been going on, I guess, for two weeks. There's been this wave of swattings against schools across the country, um, and I didn't notice it until it happened here. Um, we had to restart this so many times. I feel I know, I know. This is like the third time. Again. It's great, though. You should <laughs> it's, because it's, it happened here. It happened I love it here. when you say the name of the show, and we um, finally get to do it. Yeah, but so, you know, my you know my attention is primarily local. So on Monday, when every cop in the region was dispatched to Charlottesville High School because there was a false report of an active shooter inside the school, um, it was quickly determined to be a swatting. Right, so they they dispatched. Everybody. They locked the school down. They cleared the classrooms with guns. You know, kids yeah. reported being terrified of, you know, because sure. nothing was happening to them. They were just enjoying, you know, uh, an afternoon at high school. And then all of a sudden there's a man with a rifle in their classroom. Um, and it was quickly determined to have been a swatting. And I was listening over the scanner. And by the time they were clearing the scene, that's what they were calling it. 
So the police uh, identified it as a swatting, like through over the yeah. And I think that may have they may have arrived at that conclusion more quickly because a dozen other districts had it at the same time. So across the state of Virginia, um, districts you know from Hampton Roads to Arlington, Culpeper, Lynchburg, like tiny towns in Shenandoah County, like a town with four thousand people down, um, you know, in the southern part of the state. Yeah. We're hit at almost exactly the same time with these hoax calls about, you know, got to get somebody down to the school because there's somebody with a gun. Um, Good Lord. It's so, you know, it happened all over the place. All of these schools were quickly cleared. No one was hurt. Thank God. Um, but as I think, you know, I, as the news was coming in, I was picking, you know, picking through, trying to find the districts where this was happening. And I was, I was pulling up these news articles and it wasn't just us and it wasn't just that day. Yeah. Um, so it's. I think the, the earliest I can find in this rash uh, was, what is that, two weeks ago um, in Texas. A bunch of districts in Texas were hit. Uh, and the one in Houston, I think, is particularly grim because yeah. the, caller, the caller said, you know, oh, 10 students have already been shot. They're in the classroom. It's two guys with ARs. And they gave, oh. this is one of the, the one of the ones that's the best described in the media, is that the caller gave a description of the two shooters. And that's what scares me, right, is that yeah. the cops show up with a description in mind, they're going to act with extreme prejudice if they see someone who fits that description. Yeah, anyone dressed you, like There's that. a Hispanic guy in the parking lot that, you know, could be a risk. Yeah. Um, well, and that's that. That's the first one. Like, when I shared your early posts on this, people from Houston started showing up and saying, like, hey, you know, we had something like this hit a couple of weeks ago, and it sounds like it's the same thing. And these are, I mean, like... Number one, the 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 scale of this, it feels unlikely that at some level, I know there's there's certainly possible uh, an extreme likelihood that some of these are copycats, some of these are people falling in, but the sheer number of them makes it seem it, it's hard to believe that this would all be unrelated. All of these calls right. would be unrelated to each other. And then, you know, I don't know what the background level of normal swattings is, right? Like, I'm sure yeah. to a certain degree, this is happening somewhere all the time. You know, people are saying, oh, it's just kids who don't want to take tests. Yeah. 15 well, schools in Minnesota were hit simultaneously yesterday. This isn't kids who don't want to take yeah, tests. This, th that, right. Simultaneously, <laughs> so many schools. And it's it, there is a point there, which is, you know, because people, when I started sharing this and stuff, people were like, well, what are we supposed to do? And the first thing that occurs to me is actually not a preventative measure, but is purely just like, well, we should probably have some sort of at least at a state level system in every state for letting people know how many fake swatting attempts against schools are happening, how many like false reports of uh, mass shootings at schools occur. Like it would be because otherwise we can't tell if this is rising above the level of background. I think it's clear this is because neither of us can think of a time when there were this many in such a short period of time, but. Like, dozens a day, yeah, dozens a day. There should be some method of keeping track of that because it is. This I mean, is I, th not, I thought that was yeah. the lesson of 9-11, right? Is that right. we don't have interagency <laughs> communication. Like, you know, when, on Monday when it was hitting all these schools in Virginia, some of the early reports were, you know, quotes from local authorities saying, we talked to the state police and this happened to two other people. And it's like, well, I've already yeah. found 10 other reports. Yeah. So did the state police know about those? Yeah. And it's it's this is um obviously None of this is as bad as a single actual mass shooting at a school, but this isn't like nothing either. It's not like you you file a false report about, I don't know, 
a break-in and the cops drive around a neighborhood for a while. Like, this is kids getting guns pointed in their faces. This is children this- thinking that, like, their friends have been massacred. This is, like, parents thinking their kids might be dead. This is a, this this is an act of violence. Like, doing this is an act of violence. And it ripples, right? The effects yeah. of this are, are compound and unfathomable. You know, I, I heard from friends in the community saying, you know, I got a text from my 13-year-old son saying, I don't know what's happening, but I love you. And even if, even if, you know, 30 minutes later, the danger has passed and everyone knows it was a false alarm for that 30 minutes, those parents thought, thought that their kids weren't going to come home. And you know, that's a background fear that parents have every day when they send their, but that's the text no parent wants to get, right? You know, before we lost the the recording earlier, I was telling you about a, um, a surgeon here in Charlottesville. She's a surgeon at EVA hospital. So the hospital was alerted about a possible mass casualty incident so they could prepare their, their operating rooms. And so this woman gets the mass casualty incident alert as she's scrubbing in for a, a scheduled surgery. So she has oh, to walk God. into that she has to walk into that OR without her phone knowing that her child's school to her knowledge in that moment has a mass shooter inside of it. And so well, she doesn't know if when she walks out of that OR are her children going to be in there. That's, that's horrific. That's horrific and also like that could get somebody killed. And this is nothing against that, that her. That affects but like, the level of care. It would not be surprising if she was less able to properly provide care in that situation. That's just being a person. Um, so this you is know, serious, very serious. And it, um, so yesterday, a, a rash of them hit Minnesota. And it, some locals in Minnesota were saying that, so one of the schools that was hit was East Mankato High School. The day before, so the day before yesterday, that high, at, at that high school, a student at that high school attempted suicide with a firearm in the parking lot. Oh, Lord. So kids came back to school the day after this. You know, the, yeah. the student survived um, and is hospitalized. But, you know, they're coming to school, hopefully to, you know, access counseling resources and, and deal with the, the fact that one of their classmates shot himself in the parking lot. And suddenly they're sheltering in place and there's cops with guns. Just the, huh. the, the, there is a baseline reality for these students every day that gun violence is present. And this is just cruel to them. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. 
As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the things that surprises me, you and I, you started... What was it, four days ago now, kind of reporting this on your Twitter, which is where you do your reporting on local news and and the anti-fascist reporting as well. Um, And so I started sharing your stuff and I we started chatting about doing an episode. And my suspicion, the thing I was expecting was that, like, well, we'll probably get scooped on this. Right. Like there's probably like Vice or somebody's going to put out something because there's just there's too damn many of these. Um, it's Thursday now. This started Monday. I still haven't seen any coverage of this as a as a wave of swattings, and I'm I'm kind of surprised by that. There's a few, like you know, regionally, pe- people yes. are putting together and doing these little quick hits about like, oh, this happened in a dozen districts in our state. Yeah, uh, but I'm not I'm not seeing anyone connect the dots nationally. And you know, in some of these local stories, they're saying you know local authorities are talking to the FBI, but I don't know that there's a cohesive nationwide investigation into this as as a phenomenon. No. Regionally, there is some indication that like these calls are connected. So I saw an article that just came out an hour ago in Minnesota that all of the Minnesota calls came from the same IP address. Ah, so this so, that's that's I mean, that's what that's the proof we're looking for, though. That's the evidence we're looking for that, like, there's a significant degree degree to which this stuff is is coordinated. And when I because this is something that since you started talking about it, every researcher I know who covers extremism has been talking about at least a little bit in like private conversations, signal loops. And the thing that keeps coming up is like, is there some shit on Kiwi Farms? Is there some shit on 4chan? Is there some shit on like these these little spaces? I haven't seen anything, nothing. So yeah. Um, And you know, to some degree, there is the possibility of social contagion, right? Like I found a few stories that don't fit the pattern, specific cases um, like yesterday in Roanoke, a 14-year-old girl was arrested for making one of these threats. She didn't make all of them. She made this one. Yeah. Did she do this? Was she inspired to do so because of this? Was it unrelated? It's hard yeah. to say. So there's, at some point, even if it did originate in one incubator, it breaks containment. 
and I'm I'm I am certain that's part of the intent, right? Like when you do the benefit of if you're thinking about because again, we don't know who did this. We don't know what kind of ideology or whatever or why was behind it. But we know that a significant number of them like occurred from a single source, which means like something coordinated was happening at some stage of this. That's a reasonable conclusion to draw from the extant information. Um, And I I, I think think it's just pure psychic terrorism, right? Because my first thought on on Monday was, is this someone testing the fences? Is this someone timing response times? Is this someone watching local news coverage to see what kind of equipment the police have? That doesn't make sense at this scale. This isn't how you would do that because this is going to draw too much attention, right? And like, why would you want to know the, you know, the police capabilities in Emporia, Virginia, which is just like three truck stops in a high school? No offense to the the beautiful town of Emporia, Virginia. It is Virginia's greatest speed trap. God bless them. Yeah. Uh, But like that, that theory immediately fell by the wayside for me because it doesn't make sense. But it is interesting. So I've been, you know, trying to compile follow ups on some of these reports because the initial reporting is vague. And people use 911 as shorthand, so they'll say a 911 call. But was it actually a 911 call? Because that makes a huge difference here. Dialing 911 is, you know, I'm not a genius about how technology works. But if I dial 911 here from my living room, it hits my closest emergency communication center, right? It hits my local 911. If these calls are being made from out of state, it takes a, a high degree of technical ability to hit a 911 dispatch center where you aren't. Yeah. Right. So we know we're not dealing with someone who is capable of that. Alternatively, we know perhaps that this person knows that making a false 911 call is a separately prosecutable crime. Right. So like the articles that are specific will say that the call came in directly to police dispatch or the call came in to the front desk at the sheriff's office. So these people know well enough how to contact the you know the front desk at the police department and the name of a school that's nearby right there it's yeah. not it's not so vague as as to just be dialing random police stations and saying go to the high school well no and that also again because we we've just mentioned I, I i haven't seen any evidence of this in the places you would expect if this was the way a lot of these doxing campaigns have gone, the way a lot of Kiwi Farm stuff goes, the way a lot of swatting happens, where like you have a shitload of people openly talking about and talking about bad things happening to a targeted person, and then some of those people do swattings, right? There's no evidence of that, and the way in which it seems like the bulk of these have gone doesn't seem like the way it would happen if you were just kind of targeting someone in a public area and hoping that enough people made the decision independently to make these calls. Um, there's and, you know, my other, my other thought yeah. too is that, you know, it's sort of a, a libs of TikTok phenomenon. Like they're targeting schools with, you know, woke policies, CRT, gender include. They're not. I mean, they no. hit Lynchburg, Virginia, which is Jerry Falwell country. Yeah. There's no demographic or political consistency to the districts being targeted. Well, and the right hasn't picked this up at all. I haven't seen any no. kind of like very no one, very few people seem to have at this point. So this is just such a. Uh, if I were if I were to guess where this is going down, it, it, it's some some sort of communications platform where people have a degree of privacy, um, and I don't know if it's not testing the fences, which at this point it seems too widespread to be. Then it may just be kind of pure. I, I mean, what, one thing that occurs to me is just like there's the pure accelerationist value 
of mm-hmm. of setting up this wave and hoping that that the copycat effect will just keep it going for a significant period of time of shutting down dozens of schools around the country of traumatizing kids of continually making those schools roll the dice because anytime you have a cop with an AR busted into a fucking school hyped up thinking there's a shooting there's a chance someone's gonna get shot right so there's right, and that's that's I mean there have been deaths from swattings and that yeah. was that was my you know but so it happened here two days in a row. On yeah. Tuesday, it happened at our middle school. And so, like, the second time they responded, they didn't respond as hot and heavy. Uh, but, yeah, anytime you get, you know, cops charging into a scenario where they think they might get to or have to, depending on how you feel about it, use their guns, yeah. the risk of someone being shot by accident is astronomical. Yeah. And I'm it's... honestly, I'm kind of shocked that has it happened, especially in the cases where, you know, the, the caller gives a specific suspect description that, you know, puts anybody who vaguely meets that description at great risk. Uh, but yeah, I think this is just, you know, Joker mode nihilism. Yeah, that's that is if I were to, like, make a raw, irresponsible, like public guess, um, not that I don't think this is actually that irresponsible, but like we just don't know. But that's that's what this that's the the M.O. this fits best so far is kind of raw. I want to disrupt the system. I want to scare people. And I want to do so in a way that's the problem with a mass shooting from the perspective of someone like this is that you're going to die or get arrested doing it, right? That's the way all of them end. And so that limits the number of people who are going to be inspired to carry out a mass shooting. If you can show that, yeah, people can can call in dozens of these fake reports and some of them, you know, are going to end violently. Uh then maybe a bunch more people are willing to do that. And the overall level of disruption and chaos that you cause is substantially higher. Right. It's a, it's a relatively low threshold for involvement, exactly. right? You don't have to be ready to die. Um, yeah. And maybe you won't get caught. Although I think, I think especially in the Minnesota case, they're going to catch somebody. Governor Tim Waltz's son goes to Mankato High yeah. School. No, I mean, the, the like you, will... you, you upset the governor's son. You're going to get caught. Yeah. And you did it all from a single like. And, and and I have to suspect the FBI is looking at this. They never – I mean, it's, it's policy. They're never going to confirm that until the point at which, like, it becomes – there's it's a big enough story that they kind of have to for PR reasons. But I would be surprised if there was not an investigation at the moment. Every couple of days when one of these regional stories comes out, you know, they'll quote the, the local FBI field office saying, you know, we're working with local authorities to help yeah. them investigate. But the FBI is absolutely investigating this nationwide. There's no chance that they're not. Yeah, um, it's it's too it's too clear of a pattern. And it's not unprecedented, right, that a couple of years ago there was that Adam Waffen swatting ring that those guys did go to prison for. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a lot of guys. This could just be a couple of people. So, you know, we're saying we're not seeing this leak out anywhere. It's not being discussed anywhere. It could just be, you know, three or four guys. Yeah, it could be four four people in a Discord with some like auto dialing apps that they've they've either coded or, or found somewhere on the Internet, um, which if they if they are using some sort of like program to do this that's meant for, I don't know, sketchy uh, uh, salesmen or whatever, there's a decent chance that's what brings them down because um, all of that shit has terrible security. But um, so does Discord. I don't know. Like, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. I think one of the questions, for from the perspective, certainly of like people listening, what can be done here? Well, on a local level, one thing people can fight for and advocate for, especially if you, especially if you're involved in local government, is like, I would like to know every year how many times the police go to a school over a false report of a shooting. 
right? How many times are classrooms being cleared? How many times are the cops showing up for this? Um, because that's important information. And, and that also should tailor the way the police are being trained for this and the ways like the uh, that there's a number of things that you should be doing if you know, hey, we had no mass shootings this year, but the cops showed up with guns drawn 45 times, right? <laughs> that that should inform the way you do things in the future in order to minimize the trauma these kids go through. That's one thing that is an immediate thing people can take and that you can do, people can advocate for locally. Um, well, this, I mean, it's a tough line here, right? Because, you know, I think every district is really eager not to be the next Uvalde police department, right? Of course, right? yes, so they're of They're showing course. up hot and heavy. They're going right in. They're, you know, knocking down doors and, you know, pointing guns at kids. You know, the, the video that came out from that classroom in Houston, they frisked several children at gunpoint. I'm yeah. not sure why that, if they were sitting at their desks, they were obviously not committing a mass shooting. Or in Denver on Monday, they evacuated the whole school onto the football field with their hands in the air. Like, was that Which necessary? Which is horrifying. Like, right. That's and the- I'm not, you know, even, yeah, even as a police abolitionist, I recognize that in the system in which we currently live, yeah. there is no response to a school shooting that does not involve the police. That's right. where and, and, we are. And, and, but are, yeah. they, are they doing this smart? Yeah, as a, as a rule, I think everyone can agree that given the current realities of the world we live in, if a guy is shooting up a school or a lady, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good for people with guns to come and stop them. And that that's realistically going to be the police in our current system. But that doesn't mean we can't be like, well, OK, they came up 50 times falsely and traumatized all these kids by pointing guns at them on the fucking football field, we should change the way in which they're responding to these. <laughs> like that shouldn't you know, be the, the default. We These are things people can lobby for at a local level that will have an impact on at least the quality of life for kids in the schools. And for parents, you know, like yeah. you know, in, in Uvalde, there was the, the parent who, you know, slipped around the police line and got into the school and got her kid yesterday. Uh, no, two days, two days ago in San Antonio, they, they had a, you know, a hoax call. Somebody called in, SWAT showed up uh, and parents showed up because they got the emergency alert text. So the parking lot fills with parents. A father punched through a window, cut his arm up and was hand, like, tackled and handcuffed by the police because he just wanted his fucking kid. Of course. Right? Like, this is going to keep playing out or here on Tuesday yeah. at the middle school. You know, I was listening to my scanner after the, you know, they cleared the buildings, the police left. And then a call came over the scanner and it said the school is requesting that the police come back to handle the parents. Because parents are angry. Of course they are. And yeah. So how do we how do we navigate this tension of, yes, we need police to respond if there is a school shooting. But how do we as community communities navigate this space where we also don't want them to point guns at our kids? We don't yeah. we don't have a lot of trust and communication with our police department. So I don't know if that's a, a space we can navigate. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a problem that has to be adapted to, right? There is the potential, you have this problem, right? Which is that it is apparently easy to weaponize the reporting system for mass shootings. The problem is compounded by the fact that you can't ignore the risk of a mass shooting because kids can die. People will get killed if you are wrong about that. At the same time, it is unreasonable to say that every single time one of these reports happens, if the ratio is hundreds of false reports to one actual shooting, every time it happens, you go and you stick guns in the face of a bunch of kids and you traumatize all these parents who wind up going crazy for understandable reasons. There are way, there are structures that can be built into the system to mitigate those harms, at least. And I think that is, you know, from the perspective of who is doing this and how can they be stopped, that is a question that will be answered either by law enforcement or by independent researchers. But but that's, that's a research problem, right? That's a cracking my, a case problem. My fear is that the response to this will be um, putting more cops in schools, right? It's, you know, the cop in yep. the school doesn't stop the sh- school shooting. We know that from, you know, em- empirical evidence. Yeah, from 20 but maybe years of data. In several of these yeah. cases, you know, the, the news story says, you know, dispatch contacted the school resource officer who said, no, I don't see anything. So is the solution going to be put a guy in there who can look? Yeah. And and he's I'm not sure. going to do anything, but he's going to look. And, you know, he, he, and he will say. Like Charlottesville, the city of Charlottesville took our took school resource officers out of schools last year. Two years ago? Time yeah. now. 
Um, so my my fear is that even people who applauded that decision will at this point say, maybe we should put him back. Maybe we need a guy in there with a direct line to dispatch. Yeah. And I and maybe we do. I just don't think they need to have it needs to be a man with a gun who has the ability to arrest children. Right. Having having a first responder on scene at every school who can be the yes, there actually is a shooting or no, there's not. Maybe a some medical training is perhaps a different thing that could happen rather than let's put more armed men in schools. Right. Like that. Right. That's not an inherently <laughs> I mean, unreasonable proposition. That but you I, need don't better that, I don't know. I don't know that police are going to be receptive to the uh, idea. No, of course of- not. Let's ask some questions first, right? Because as I was listening to the scanner, again, you know, I have the most yeah. information about the, the two incidences that were in my neighborhood. Um, I was listening to the scanner on Tuesday, and it takes time for cops to arrive at a scene, even in a relatively small town. Yeah. By the time they had dispatched this response to the scene, they had already spoken to the principal over the phone. They already knew this was not true. We'll see. And there's another solvable problem, because if you're if you're having guys with guns still show up because it's policy when someone at the school has said, no, there's not a shooting. Well, that's uh, again, that is a problem that can be altered or that can be fixed to mitigate harm. That seems pretty simple, which is be like, well, maybe if somebody at this, maybe if the school's principal says, no, nothing is happening here, you don't send the gun guys. Maybe you still send a squad car to check it out for diehard purposes. I'm sure we all remember what that movie has to say about these kinds of problems. But, um, you know, I, I it, th- there's a lot that can be done with the information that this is a problem. And to a certain extent, I think I, I'm hopeful that once this kind of blows up, and I, I'm certain this well, I'm certain that maybe even by the time this launches, there will be some big national stories about this because this is just, this is a really substantial problem. Very obviously is a substantial problem. Um, I hope that one of the things it does is perhaps lead to the authorities taking swatting and threats of swatting and communities that engage in swatting much more seriously because, by God, they have not so far. And it's not the laws about it are not super consistent state to state that, you know, there have been some attempts on the federal level to make, you know, blanket legislation about this specific because, you know, it's it's illegal to make a false report to the police. It's illegal to make, you know, a false 911 call. But to specifically and intentionally weaponize an armed police response because you hope it will hurt someone in most states isn't its own crime. Right. Like, in, I think in California, they have specific legislation that, like, you can be char- like financially responsible for whatever it costs to have that response. Yeah. But like, there's not uniform agreement that this is a separate crime. This is a separate harm that should be punished in a specific way. And maybe maybe we'll get that out of this. I don't know that that solves it. Yeah. But again, it will, like you were saying, that this is a lower barrier to entry crime. But if you up the punishment, maybe that threshold to decide to do it goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think there's there's a variety of things that can be done now that we know this is a problem. And one of the reasons why I think this is important for us to cover on a show like this is a lot of these are problems that can at least be mitigated at the local level, right? You do have power if you're involving yourself in local politics to do things like advocate for a system in which you track how often this is happening, to do things like advocate for changes in how the school handles this sort of thing. Like that is a thing that you, that people can handle locally, um, and that is, it, you'll get a faster response handling it locally as well than you will trying to advocate for some sort of big national swatting law. Um, and you're going to get you're going to get faster and better results um, changing local departmental policy than you yes. will 
getting any law that changes how the police behave. <laughs> That's yeah. highly unlikely. Yeah. And so I, I, I think this is important. I think it's important for people to engage with this from the perspective of like, we don't know why this is happening or who is doing it yet. And it may be a while before. I'm certain we will find out at some point. These people will get caught. But um, it it almost doesn't matter because the system is so easy to weaponize. the The solution is to try to find ways to make it less harmful without re reducing the ability of people with guns to show up if they need to to stop someone who's murdering kids. Right? Those are the two things that need to be done. Not reduce the eff efficacy of the system, which is not very good to be honest, at stopping mass shootings and. And it's piss poor at that. So it would be hard to make it worse. I will say when people talk about, well, what happens if they, well, they're bad at it now. They're terrible at it now. So it's not like, I, I, I'm not worried about making a change to like mitigate the response of swattings in this instance, harming kids, because as it is, the system almost never saves them when there is an actual mass shooting. So simply reducing the amount of time that kids have cops pull guns on them in these false reports, um, that's more of a priority to me than anything else. Um, yeah, it, when when we're talking about the issue of swatting, and and I think there again, there's just there's things that can be done there. Molly, is there anything else you wanted to get to on this on this subject? No, I think that covers it. I just um, right. this is still happening. It's happening today. Like it's cool. it is oh, still you... ongoing. This phenomenon is ongoing. I think it will continue to build until it hits a breaking point. Like you said, I I definitely think some of these people will be caught. Um, yes. But I don't know what that changes, right? Like once this breaks containment, once people see that this is a thing that they could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do we do we deal with a wave of this before it gets under control that gets even bigger? Um, or is that what's actually happening right now? I don't know. And, and does this and does this, I don't know, desensitize people to the idea of these threats? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, you I know, hope no kids get shot. I hope no kids get shot. Uh, if you're a journalist and you're trying to uh, you, you are trying to report on this in some sort of concerted way uh you can find Molly on Twitter at socialist dog mom she's well, done, think, she's written most of your article for you you can steal like <laughs> but i, I, don't I think tell if there are journalists to listening work, to this but, i think yeah. it's important to tell them ask the right questions right like when you're you know when you're getting your three questions in at the press conference with your local sheriff's office ask specifically where did the call come in? What number was dialed by the caller? Yeah. Right? Um, because I don't think these are 911 calls. I think people are using 911 as shorthand. So ask where the call came yeah. from, what the substance of the call. Because I think, I imagine that some of these calls are verbatim, and we just don't know that. I think some of them are probably identical, and we just don't have yeah. any way of, it's hard to connect the dots when the police won't tell us. Um, so I think if, you know, if journalists are listening, ask more questions than you got in the press release. <laughs> Th that's critical because if there were if there was a if there was a Virginia state like repository where every time we get a false mm -hmm. swatting attempt against a school, we report when it came in, who was called and what was said over the call. Right. Um, all of which are things that they could pretty easily get because this shit is always recorded. Um, I don't know that that's true, though. And that's an, oh, that's well, another sort of tactical oh, yeah, thing, right? You're, you're right 911 right. calls are recorded, are recorded. But if you yeah. call the front desk at the police station, it probably isn't. That is a fucking good point. Um, in any case, that is another thing that could be dealt with, because then you would at least be able to see, oh, there's 40 swatting attempts in the state in the last five days. And uh, 38 of them, it was the exact same script. There's probably a single source of this that we should be like looking at. 
Um, and that can help not just law enforcement, who's generally bad at these sort of investigations, but people like you who are good at these sort of investigations and can maybe then start doing keyword searches and figure out where the fuck this stuff is originating from if it's anywhere on the semi-open internet. Um, again, things there's a lot to be done to respond to this problem that that doesn't start with like throwing more cops at it or 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 whatever. Like there's there's a number of different problems that this has revealed. Um, so hopefully those get solved. Anyway. Molly, <laughs> you got anything else to plug before we go? Oh, defund your local police department. Yeah. Subscribe to your local newspaper. Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, if uh, if you're at a school right now, good good luck. Oh, yes. Those poor <laughs> fucking kids. Yeah, they are really the kids these days are dealing with a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm more grateful every year that my, my childhood was as uneventful as it was because bo boy, howdy, is it rough to be a student today? And they still have to take their tests. You know, people are like, oh, they're trying to not to take, take their, their fucking tests. They still tests. have to take their fucking tests. Yeah. They have to go to school. They got to read the great Gatsby while this is going on. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, sorry, kids. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast.
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.